Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the afternoon. And we are here with the call for the next 60 minutes where you're going to take a look at 10 stocks that you suggest us that you'd like uh, an opinion on. I put it to our expert panel and uh, let's just say we are right on the mark today on this Tuesday, the 24th of May, um, broadcasting live from our Brangaroo Studios. Uh, very big welcome to our two experts, Mark Gardner from Macro. Mark G, how are you? Good afternoon. And Mark Morland from Team Invest. Mark. Good to see you. Good to see you. Marky Mark will call today's uh, uh, call. A lot to get through today because uh, really some stocks for everyone. Um, in this first half hour, Computer Share, uh, Australian Finance Group, Pact, Accent and Downer. Uh, but first I thought we'd take a look at the stock of the day, uh, Technology One, which has been bit of a favourite here for quite a while, but hasn't come up on the call for a couple of months from memory. Um, Technology One reporting a near 20% rise in its half-year profit, up to uh, just over $33 million. Company seeing an acceleration of customers moving to its uh, SaaS service. Uh, Shares taking a bit of a hit in morning trade, down 2%. Mark Morland, I know it's a uh, a bit of a team invest wealth winner over the years, hasn't it been? So it has been. What since, do you think of Tech Since one? we started 14 years ago. Yeah. 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 So I think it's a fantastic company. Yep. And uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a shareholder, so I'm clear, I'm absolutely biased. Right. And yeah, I've been yeah. a shareholder for 11 years. Right. Oh, yeah, so, okay. uh, and I've added all the way through. Right. So the first ones I bought were 98 cents. Right. And, and I've added... Right. It's been spectacular. Um, it's one, of, one of the things that really stands out about TNE is its earnings stability. Yep. It's actually got the highest stability, I think, of any company in the country. Uh, it's at 90, currently running at 99.1% stable. In other words, its earnings Jeez. growth is linear, and that has been linear yep. for 20 years. Wow. So what you want, from our perspective, yep. is when yep. we're looking at a company, a comp- the return you get from an investment is all about... Uh, earnings first, like what are the earnings growing at, and all things else being equal, that will dictate what dividends you get and what capital growth you get over right. time. PE is market sentiment, that goes up and down, obviously, yep. that's the sentiment, but the earnings are what really counts. So what you want, is, as Buffett says, you want a company that has stable uh, uh, earnings, because yep. if it's stable, I can be much more confident in predicting what my results will be. Yep. So at the moment, TE is not cheap, it's on a PE of over 40. Um, uh, which is not cheap. So it hasn't been smashed as much as a lot of the other tech stocks. It did come down for a while, but it's coming up again now. Um, So it's not a screaming bargain. We're showing you returning about 11% a year at the current price, which is still pretty good in this market, by the way. Right. Uh, super safe company, uh, no debt, uh, very, very good management. We've got owner mentality. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the founder is still the chairman. 
Right. He's, he is retiring, but it'll be the major shareholder still. Yeah. But it's very, very much an owner mentality business. Um, yeah, that's a much better chart than most other technology. Yeah, well, even, even, even market, that's the sales, ch- that's, do- that's the price chart. Yeah. So that's yeah. just market sentiment still. Yeah. And there's been no reason why it should go up and down a lot, really, right. other than, you know, if you're re-rating it on the PE basis, saying, well, we're now in a... Uh, interest rates are rising, therefore I want a higher rate of return yep. uh, f- uh, for various risk levels. Yep. T&E's at the very low end of the risk level. Okay. You know, like, like super safe. Right. So a bit over 10 bucks, $10.20. And they're also growing very strongly in the UK. Right. So they've now got a successful business in the UK, which they've built the hard way, not by buying something, but right. by setting up. And they uh, only transitioned to SaaS relatively. Oh, no, they've been, they've been new for years. Right. Okay. Um, they were very early in developing... Uh, dedicated SaaS software, which I, right. I, I'm thinking is 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then what they've done is, as they've perfected that, they've progress, progressively moving over all their existing clients, which, are, uh, by the way, if members, if viewers don't know, it's mainly uh, councils, that's one of their biggest segments, and uh, Catholic schools and universities. So right. quasi-government all the way through. Yep. So no, no credit risk. And they've been transitioning all their existing clients, and then all new business for the last few years have been on, has been on the SaaS model. Right. Okay. So ten twenty. Yeah. Well, I'd say be buying. Yeah, I think so. If, well, if you're happy with ten or eleven percent return, which uh, it's going to be reliable, I think. But the PE could come back. Right. It's still on a high PE. Okay. All right. I'll so, say yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mark. Yeah. No. It, look, it it does. It has pretty much the opposite characteristics of most technology companies, yeah. to be honest. So um, it's got no debt. Um, really, only headwinds I could find was potentially um, the rising employment costs. But look, they've, they've increased their dividend very consistently every year. Um, the revenues were up twenty one percent. They had a record half one um, profit. Um, they, they're looking at their profit margins improving uh, up to 35% over the next um, over, the, over the next sort of six to 12 months as well. Um, look at you know given that you know tech's not really a sector that I'm um, I'm obviously massively keen on you know risking at the moment. Um, but as I said, the characteristics of this company are very very non-tech-like. Uh, the yep. PE is that was about about the only concerning thing I could. I can really find I'm just not not loving the fact that it's around about that 40 mark. Um, <coughs> but look, you know everything's going in the right direction. They've got no, and then like I said before, they've got no debt. So, but then from a um, look I, from a risk reward point of view, there's an interesting trade setup here where probably pretty pretty happy to buy you know around the $10 mark because you know pretty much if it breaks through those two recent lows there. You know, you, it's a pretty cheap stop, really, around about a, you know five odd percent. So, I think you definitely, I think you definitely have a half allocation here um, at okay. absolute minimum, and 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 just sort of stick to your stop, just in case you know the the market decides to um, to throw a tantrum again. But um, but yeah, no, I, look, it's it's the sort of thing that it's all the uh, the traits um, of a company you're looking for at the moment. Yep. Um, if you know, if it wasn't involved in technology, it'd probably, <laughs> it probably uh, well, it it actually probably be slightly higher because I think it's just been painted with the brush, um, you know, broadly. It's, there's yeah. a lot of that baby being thrown out with the bathwater at the moment, um, and this one, yeah, so a good solid stock for the future. Yeah, yeah I think absolutely. the other thing, the other thing to think about too, is you, as an investor, is forget about market gyrations unless you're a trader. If you buy a quality business like TNE or CSL, yeah. if it drops twenty percent, whatever, you don't have a stop. Right. to take you out because the business is solid you only want to sell it if there's something wrong with the business because yep. it'll come back yep. you know, so, yeah so and you're, you're absolutely safe so yep. it's not you're not i wouldn't suggest you try and trade it 
It's a, it's a, this is a buy so hold stock. And are there many changes. stocks like that? Oh, there's not a lot, <laughs> actually. I, I'd, put, mm. I'd say like CSL, Cochlear, which is too expensive anyway, but the healthcare, Fisherman Parkway Healthcare, there's a few in health right. that I think are very, very solid long term, and they have been. I mean, yep. CSL has done over 20% compound returns since listing, which yep. is spectacular. Yep. Mm. That's the average. Yeah. So if you forget yep. about market gyrations, yep. if you just held it, uh, yeah. it's been fantastic. Yeah. And Fisher and Pike as, as well, well which as well. is and, been... and TNE, right? Yeah, yeah. okay. Fisher and Pike extraordinarily cheap at the moment. Yep, so. it mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is particularly historically. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get on to our uh, first stock that you've suggested we uh, we take a look at, and it is Computer Share. George wants a view. Uh, Mark Gardner on this, uh, the largest share registry business in the world. I didn't yeah. realise it was Little Aussie Battler. Battler. Yeah, it's come yeah. Good, so, um, um, founded yeah. in Melbourne, of course, and um, um, a, a big listing on the on the ASX when it came on board as well. Seventy five million customer records it looked after. Yeah, look, um, this one I think uh, I'd rather have something like a technology one, uh, for instance, than right. those guys at the moment. Um, the PE's quite high. They've, you know, obviously they've been a pretty consistent performer. Um, you know, but their profit margins are super low. Um, you know, their their uh, you know their interest funding is a little bit higher than the industry average as well. So, um, you know, it's look their forward PEs around about the thirty mark. Um, probably a little bit high for me. I, you know, this is um, where it, where it sits in the range. I I, I, just, I sort of see it as a, as a little bit. The risk is fifty fifty each way uh, right. at the moment. So. Uh, I wouldn't call it a buy. I'd certainly look. You know, it's probably a hold if you're a long-term shareholder. Um, but yeah, I, it, at this point in time, you know, I think their growth's sort of slowing a little bit as well. So um, yeah, it, and look, forward PEs is about a 47% premium to the ASX 200 mm. five-year average. So like, you know, there's there's not a lot of margin of safety there in, in the event this turns on you. So. Um, I'd, I'd be interested more around that sort of $20 mark, to, okay. uh, to be brutally honest with you at the moment. Um, and the dividend yield's just not, you know, is not anywhere near enough um, uh, yep. for me as it stands. So, yeah. so a hold for you? Yeah, look, a, a hold, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark? Uh, Commuter Share is, a, uh, is quite a solid company, so it's not going to go broke or anything. The problem mm. with it is, its earnings are actually quite stable as well. So the earnings are stable at 84%, you know, not as good right. as TNE, but that's good. Uh, but if you look at over the last 10 years, their growth rates average 2.1% per year, which is really is less than inflation now, but let's yeah. say on average over the period at inflation. So yep. that's zero real growth. Right. So then, that's okay. Yep. If you want to get a, a return from a dividend point of view and so on, you have to buy it at a PE that's appropriate for that. The problem with the PE at the moment is 30 times earnings. Right. Uh, that's 30 times earnings for effectively zero, uh, effectively zero growth, real growth. Right. Uh, the return on equity is 13, which is okay, but it's heading down over the last five years, so it's sliding. Right. Which means that this business is not getting stronger, it's getting a bit weaker. Yeah. So look, it's it's okay. Uh, I'm showing a negative return of about 1% a year if you bought it at the current price. And if you wanted to get a 10% uh, average return over a forward-looking five years, you couldn't pay more than about $14.50. So it's a fair way off where it is. Well, wow, that's a lot. That ten yeah. bucks away. That's right. But right. that's just the way it is. Yep. And the moment their PE is at the very top of their range. Right. So the current thirty. I'm showing it at the top of the red. And to get it in, uh, to get it in the green, which is the bottom quartile, it needs to be below twenty. It's basically it needs to be a, a right. third. 
Cheaper, right, third uh, cheaper. At, at okay. least. And then, then okay, but I, it's still not exciting. All right. No. Even if it was the third cheaper, I wouldn't buy it. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joe wants to view uh, Mark Morland on Australian Finance Group, the uh, big mortgage origination uh, group, uh, home loans and, and commercial loans. Now, Joe says in October last year, uh, I asked Mark about AFG. At the time, it was trading $3. They advised at these prices to sell, which I did at 304 But the current price, it's yielding between 6 and 8% fully franked. Uh, I know the property market might pull back. I feel that the downside is now factored in. I'm retired. I'm after income. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think that's absolutely correct. Right. Uh, they have done a the merger or acquisition they did uh, has been I think has been quite successful and looks good. So they've got some yep. they've got some extra drivers in the business going forward. Um, EPS growth has been running about nine percent uh, with good stability as well. Um, it actually looks really good. It passes all of our filters. Uh, I'm showing a returning 20, but 20% on our default measures and about nine on our margin of safety numbers. This is off our, yep. uh, our conscious investor uh, tool, and it's in the bottom quartile of its PE range. Mm. So uh, I haven't. We haven't done any work on it recently. We have looked at it years ago. Right. Um, and the question about what the impact of uh, whatever happens to the real estate uh, market on the company is. The answer to that is who knows. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a bit of a lull and it gets stronger again. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I'd be that worried about it. I think that it, I think the the view of what we were saying that uh, it's already been discounted down, that you know, the current PE is running at 9.2, right. which is, as I said, the bottom quartile. I, I'll say it's a buy. Okay. Right. Yeah, look, I have a slightly different view. Um, I t- look, their debt to capital ratio is pretty high. Um, just with rising interest rates, Company of this size, realistically, I just I'm 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 not that confident in um, you know I'm not that confident in buying uh, as it stands. Look, the the forward PEs, trailing PEs look fairly good. The yield looks pretty good. Um, I'm just worried about that. You know, the the uh, the funding costs eating into those margins. Um, whether they can maintain that dividend. Um, look, yeah, property market obviously you know is a little bit shaky with you know potentially shaky with rising interest rates. Um, yeah, look, we, yeah, it's not. It, it would be, it would be an avoid for me just for the moment. I, I think you'll get it cheaper, uh, and just while these, um, some of the look, some of these finance companies at the moment are just getting absolutely battered, um, and no matter how good a result they come out with, they just the share price keeps falling. Poor old Wiser, yeah. or you know, there's some pretty good technology in the sector with Money Me and things like that. There, yeah. um, there's nothing, there's nothing they can say to turn the share price around at the moment, which is. Probably, you know, that that's a little bit concerning to me. And look, if you're buying for dividend, I'd just be wary of that interest funding uh, right. maybe eating into the, you know, eating into their okay. margins going forward. But yeah, look, it's it, it looks like a pretty solid company. Um, yeah. And but, Joe's done all right. Take your oh, your advice, Mark. More than getting out of three oh four. That's been the top of the last twelve months. No, I noticed so that it was a very good, good call there. Good from, call uh, yourself and Scott Phillips. I think. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So. Just <laughs> blow it, smoke up your backside. That's remember, good. I don't remember the call. I'll take, it, I'll take his word for it. Well, well it's great the viewers. Well, no, I know viewers to the call sort of uh, really yeah. take notice of these things. Yeah, of course, so of it worked out well, but not for you, Barker. Not for me at the moment. Yeah, no, the, right. the sector's the sector's just really under pressure. You'll take your sector view rather yeah, than the company. Yeah. And I'm saying, it's not a team of S company, so right. we, we haven't actually done any work over yeah. the last few years. So I'm just saying, based on the numbers, without considering what happens to real estate, yeah. it's pretty. And 
in yeah, as yeah. A, a dividend yield stock for yep. Joe, which he yep. wants. All right, uh, Mark Gardner, uh, Kelly wants a view on PACT. Uh, wondering about PACT after the ACCC approved the Synergy acquisition. Of course, it's the big uh, uh, rigid plastics uh, packaging and manufacturing group. Um, sort of PET plastic recycler as well. Yeah, look, um, it, you know, the consumer staples, obviously, you know, pretty, pretty defensive sector. Good bit of boring, yep. potentially, um, for this one. Look, it's, it's nothing spectacular. Uh, long-term forecast for growth's not, you know, is, I think it's, you know, somewhere around the 2% mark. Um, you know, the debt-to-capital ratio is one of the highest sort of within that packaging subsector as well. But, um, look, the, the acquisition, you know, may, may change things going forward, but it's really not, um, you know, it's really not something that, that I generally will try to, you know, I'll be having a look at um, too often unless it gets, you know, super, super cheap. Because um, the margins are just wafer thin. Right. There's, not, there's not a lot of wiggle room for... Um, it's not to say it's not a great company, but um, it's an ugly share chart too. Yeah, isn't it? look, it's four fifty to two eleven, and just bouncing along the bottom now. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, you know, whether you want to be trying to catch that, like whether you know, catch that falling knife there really. Yeah. Um, look, on earnings season, it does have a habit of um, surprising to the upside um, pretty mm. regularly, so. Probably something you might want to, if you if you're really keen on it, you maybe want to consider if it's cheap leading into that um, into that earnings season because it, it'll probably get a positive catalyst. Right. Um, but look, you, we're we're two to three months away from that. VIX is still very close to 30. The market sentiment's pretty poor. Yeah. I don't know whether you need to be, you know, into you, it. you need to be into it right now. ORA was. Um, was one of the ones within the sector that looked, um, you know, if you know, you might want to consider as an alternative that looked right. had, had just better metrics across the board. Yeah. So um, you know, lower debt and sort of slightly better yields and pretty similar okay. PEs and things. So, right. um, yeah. Mark Mullen, pack- uh, it's a, the, the packaging and materials industry like that is is difficult. Yeah. Uh, all the players tend to. I mean, you've got, you've got personality players with family companies and so on who yeah. uh, probably still do well. But as a share investment, if you look at its earnings growth over the ten years, it's negative. Um, and it's it's the it peaked in two thousand and fourteen, and it's at about, at about roughly uh, six dollars and it's down to um, uh, four now. Equivalent. So it's, effectively, it's gone down fifty percent over the period. So if they're forecasting a two percent growth rate. That's going to be a change from where they are now. Yeah. So, so it's actually been negative. So, because of the negative return, we're showing a returning about seven percent negative going forward, and the PE is very low. It's on a nine for them. That's in the bottom quartile, low end of the bottom quartile. But that's, it's it, even that's too high. Yeah. You know, yep. based on the performance of the company, they've also got very high debt. It's two hundred eighty, two hundred fifty-eight percent debt to equity, which is like about three times what right. we would consider. Yeah. And return on capital because of that is only eight percent, which is pretty ordinary as well. So, look. It's not a risk business, but it's just not anything we would consider. Okay. All right. Uh, Raj wants to know, Mark Mullen, whether you consider Accent Group, the uh, big retail operator, 420 stores, mainly in footwear, athletes' foot, sketches, uh, platypus shoes, a whole range of things. Uh, Raj says, I bought it at $1.99. It's now sitting around $1.35. Uh, do I write it off 
or hold in the hope that it will go up one day. And I suppose a lot of investors at this time, do I write it off? Do I take it as a tax write-off uh, before the end of June with yeah. stocks like this? Yeah. Well, the way, the way to look at it, we'd say stocks like this. You need to look at it individually and say, what are the prospects for AX1 going forward? Yes. And the sell-off, is it justified and because of some sort of terminal problem? Yep. And the answer is no. And Raj, I would suggest you'd be making a big mistake if you sell it. Right. Um, uh, we're showing a returning about 15% a year compound going forward. What happened is their earnings halved on the last report yep. after having a growth rate of 15.7 average with 97% stability. So earnings have been very, very good. They had a very good COVID up until the last part of it right. when uh, Victoria shut down. So that's the, the cost of, they had about 400 stores shut down that they couldn't trade. Yeah. So it's like, you can see what happened. Yeah. So there's nothing to do with them. Which that, is the, that was the second half of the last the calendar. Of and that's now hit the figures and, now. And yeah. lots of businesses went through that, that in yeah. fact, the second big lockdowns were way worse yes. than the first one on that's the right. business. That's right. Yeah. Now, their online sales have gone from trivial to 31% of to total turnover, and they've oh, got over 700 wow. stores. Yep. So that's amazing. Now, yep. what will be interesting to see is how whether they, they keep growing from that or whether it comes back. We'll yep. see, won't we? Mm. Uh, interestingly, Brett Blundy, who we've talked about before, yep. uh, who put in about 100 mil, he's just bought another $11 million worth of shares on market oh. at the current price right. because he thinks it's a screaming bargain, right. which we agree. Right. So this is an add to your position on it, not a sell it. Right. Okay. Mark Gardner? Yeah, look, it's not Robinson Crusoe in terms of you know retail companies getting absolutely flogged at the moment. Um, I, look, I, I would echo Mark's thoughts on it. Um, my, the only where where I might differ is, um, I think there's there's a lot of you know there's probably pre, um, you know, Unity Group, uh, Premier, uh, PMVs, uh, City Chic are also you know pretty pretty downtrodden as well. Um, yeah. Even something like a founder led Nick Scarley's like dropped oh. about you know, yeah. nearly fifty percent or something like that. Um, I think there's better options in the sector. I think, that I, personally, I think um, you know the pricing in this forward recession um, is just you know massively over exaggerated at this stage. Until there's a, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge before we you know we guarantee that you know the, the Fed's going to um, you know waste all the good work that it's done over the last you know two years keeping the economy yeah. buoyant. I, I just can't see the Fed driving the economy back down into the dirt and into a recession almost immediately after spending trillions. So. I'm more hopeful of a softer landing, which means these retail stocks, you know, there's there's a pretty much <laughs> just about the whole sector is incredibly cheap. Yeah. But um, look, I, I would probably, I wouldn't necessarily buy this one um, right. uh, because I, I prefer other options within the sector. But it doesn't mean, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think the, the recession or the downside is... Um, is fairly priced in. And they, so would they, you, you'd have a hold for Raj though on it? I'd have, a, I'd have a hold if he's stuck on the stock. I, I think um, something like, you know, City Chic had a really, they, they actually yeah. managed the, um, that recent December lockdown a lot better than most. Um, I, and they've had a positive update. So I'd probably prefer to have my money in that. And they're probably going to go back up a bit, you know, roughly at the same rate. I think the stats aren't hugely different. Um, right. You know, City Chic's probably just a little bit ahead of the game. Um, and the, and I and I think the you know if if the risk is that we do go into recession, what um, you know what Accent Group holds is you know very much at the end of discretionary spending. Um, I mean you can you know not have to increase your selection of sneakers and right. uh, you know whereas um, 
a few of those other options might, you know, you know, might survive a downturn in spending a little bit better. So, yeah, look, hold, but I think you've got better options within the sector at the moment. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I know that's a bit of a convoluted answer, but yeah, yeah it's not. There's nothing wrong with the company. So. Right, Mark, would it be a preferred retailer for you, or do you? Have- uh, absolutely, um, yeah. and on a five-year horizon, which is how yes. we look at things. Yeah, uh, Nick Scarley's excellent as well. We think Nick Scarley. Well, we we discussed this with members. We don't have a, an opinion, right? But the we think Nick Scarley has the potential to have more of a. Uh, adjustment back to life as usual after COVID because yeah. they bought so many furniture sales forward, but there's yep. heaps of building going on, yep. which yep. is really good for them. So yep. Nick Scarley looks cheaper. City Chick looks um, City Chic. Is it chi- oh, City, City Chic? City Chic looks cheaper again, but it doesn't have anywhere near the stability right. of yeah. what uh, AX1 does. So yes, whilst it looks cheaper, uh, I, if for me, I wouldn't buy it over AX1. AX1 but right. Nick Scarley's fine as well. Yep. Yeah, there's a director buying a Nick Scarley yesterday as well, I think from the Friday. So, yeah. which is a, well, ten, eleven million dollars worth for uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and he's gone back yeah. on the board. Right, yeah. he lives in Monaco. Monaco. Yes, right. Yeah. He's regarded as being the best retailer. Well, obviously, he's got yeah. hundred and eleven. Oh, well, he's probably got two hundred billion. Two hundred million now. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. okay. He's committed. Yeah, but <laughs> sure is. That is a big commitment. Yeah. Mind you, as a percentage of his wealth, it's probably equivalent. <laughs> to be pretty to, big. To I think he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. Yeah. I don't know what he. What is? Do you know what he's worth? No, I don't know. No. You've got a big house in Monaco. Yeah. All right. Nothing's <laughs> like That's what we're all aiming for. Um, now, yeah. Ben, uh, Mark Gardner wants a view on Downer, uh, EDI. Uh, Ben's saying, could your experts uh, give me an opinion? I know it's a boring stock. That's all right. We like boring stocks, Ben. Uh, but it has a 4% dividend yield. I'm wondering if it's a safe place to put your money in during these volatile times. It's... Um, own spotless group in catering, um, but also is a big mining services organisation as well. Oh, look, speaking of clients, boring is the new black at the moment. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very much uh, everyone's hunting for a little bit of boring, whereas 12 yeah. months ago, if I mentioned this stock, I'd, I'd, I'd hear the client plenty fall asleep on the other end of the phone, to be honest. So, But yeah, look, infrastructure spending's got a huge tailwind. There's, yep. there's still, all this is all still coming through. These projects don't get off the ground, um, you know, in a heartbeat. So so a lot of that stimulus spending um, that got approved in the US and here, et cetera, um, sort of tr- with governments trying to um, stimulate our way out of uh, the pandemics um, is all yep. sort of filing through. They do have a big focus on uh, green, uh, green infrastructure and utilities and things now. Mm. Um, probably more the most interesting this company's looked in a while, um, whether it's just whether I've fallen into the trap of, um, of their fancy PowerPoint on the, on the yearly update or half yearly update. but. Um, Debt to capital ratios, he's a little bit high, gross margins low, but look, I think, um, you know, it's basically, and as long as they've got their materials costs under control, um, and, you know, that's priced into their contracts, then, you know, I think there's, there's a definite margin of safety. It, it has been trending higher on the chart. Uh, it's a nice little sort of trend channel from the bottom in the, you know, the March pandemic low. Uh, so, yeah, look, it's... Um, I'd probably prefer IFRA, um, or if you wanted to have a little bit more risk on um, uh, NRW Holdings, it's probably got, um, with the reopenings and, you know, on the WA border, etc. cetera, they, yeah. you know, there might be a little bit more upside in those guys, and I think they yield a little bit higher, uh, and IFRA's going to be coming around to a, a biannual dividend, um, but that's mainly US-based. Uh-huh. Um, they'd probably be my two preferences, but, um, yeah, so I'd just say it's a hold for now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, serial un- underperformer. 
Right. Uh, we did a lot of work on Downer about 10 years ago yeah. and had a look at it then. And it basically, every time anyone said that we had a tailwind with new infrastructure coming on stream and so on, they were never any good at turning it into profit. Let's right. put it that way. So I, I, I'd, I'd ignore that. Uh, and right. the other problem with the whole infrastructure industry, that sorry, that providing services like that is actually quite hard to make money and it's very much a human capital thing so a lot of these, these groups are like they've got a lot of people so you've got all the complications of that and unions yep. and all the rest of it just very it's a very tough industry we used to like uh, Monodelphus better right. but Monodelphus did brilliantly for us uh, in the last boom which sort of ended roughly Christmas uh, 2016 you know where it started to come back so it dropped off and then came back and when the, the start of what we're in now, let's call it a uh, mining boom, is, was 2017, I reckon, roughly. Right. Uh, that's when a lot of the stocks bottomed and have, have taken off since then. Point is, Monodelphus hasn't done well since then mm. either. And their earnings have been dropping, so has Downer. Right. Monodelphus, we always saw as being a really, really well-managed business, but they have done really poorly mm. you know, since uh, 2012. And they're, I think, a much better business than Downer. Okay. Uh, and Downer's going down as well. Downer's, Downer's, Downer's earnings have been dropping at about minus 4% a year. Last year they bopped up a little bit. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't touch it. Return on equity and so on is low, 5.8 on return on capital. Uh, it sort of fails on all our metrics anyway. And then stability is okay, but just underperformer, even though the, and then the PE currently is on 16, right. which is too high for that for okay. those earnings. All right. It'll be interesting to see if they can do the, the increase in that green uh, infrastructure building. Um, Wally's had a very good success in increasing their margins. Yeah. So it might be one to see if, if, they, if they actually improve over the next sort of six to 12 months, because yeah. they're, obviously their traditional infrastructure builds, um, you know, everyone is so competitive that yeah. the margin is wafer thin, but they, um, Wally's has had a pretty good run recently, mm. obviously, in that renewable okay. energy space because they're offering primarily the same service with yeah. what they've done in the past um, for other oil and gas projects. But the, the push to the green energy and the amount of money being thrown at it, they've been able to increase their margins because they had a first, you know, uh, first mover advantage, yeah. sort of, I guess, in the, within the sector in a way. So. It might be one to see if that, that does improve in the next... I want, I want to see it first. Yeah, you want to see yeah, it. I think you want to you see don't invest in on yeah. that they yeah. might do it. Their net margin, by the way, is 1.7%. Yeah, it's not great. Jeez. That's not, that's not much, no. is it? No. Yeah, no. Not, not much not difference margin. between making money and making a loss. Yeah. Not much margin for error if you, no. if you stuff a project up, is it? No. All right, let's uh, recap the uh, the first five stocks. Stock of the day, uh, Technology One, after their update, a yes from both marks. Uh, computer share, a no from Mark Morlan, but Mark Gardner has a hold on it. Uh, Stradium Finance, Finance Group, uh, a yes from Mark Morland, a no from Mark Gardner. Pact, a no from both. Accent, a yes from Mark Morland and Team Invest, uh, a hold from uh, Mark Gardner, who prefers City Chic if you're in that retail sector. Uh, and Downer, a hold from Mark Gardner and a no from Mark Morland. Uh, here on the call, we've been tracking our uh, fantasy high conviction investment fund that our investment committee puts together. You can see the last committee meeting uh, on the platform, osbiz.com. Let's check uh, how the portfolio was updated. Uh, it added Tabcorp, Domino's, Ardent Leisure and Tyro to the, uh, to the portfolio the committee did in the last committee meeting. Since the 1st of March, the uh, return is down 4%. Um, 
keep sending in suggestions for it's the call, bad. of course. Yeah, it's going all right. Uh, as as a uh, growth fund, high conviction yeah. growth fund. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But most importantly, <clears throat> have a look at the investment committee episode because you can see the process that the investment managers go through. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools. Plus, our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. This half hour, um, we talked about Downer being a, a boring stock. The Charter Hall Long Whale REIT is up. <laughs> uh, Breville Infomedia, which had an update this morning as well. Omni Bridgeway and Northern Star Resources. All right, Una, Mark Mullen wants a view on the Charter Hall Long Whale REIT. Now, whale stands for what? Weighted Average Lease Expiry. expiry. Yeah, so this is... Always long-term leases. Yeah, yeah. I think the average for this is about 10 years. So lots of government tenants and uh, big institutional tenants in their commercial buildings. Um, yes. Yeah, it's not the kind, we don't look at these REITs. So right. it's not something we would ever uh, understand. I've just looked Why? at the, um, because it's, it's well, a couple of reasons. One is that the uh, the way they operate is they'll, they they tend to have a lot of debt and then they uh, they will they revalue the property. So a lot of the profitability of the business is based on revaluation. Right. Which and, is an accounting yep. yeah, thing, so isn't it? It comes up as profit, but it's not a cash profit. Yeah. It's a revaluation profit. So and every other business, yep. if you get an increase in asset, it goes on your balance sheet, yep. not your P&L, right. with these reads, yep. they whack it in the, right. the P&L. And I don't, and I think income. It, it's just too hard. I, I, it, yeah. You'd have to be a specialist in point. it to be able to really understand it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Goodman Group is a developer with the owners. So this, we like Goodman's good business, though. So yeah. Yeah. I, I know a bit about that one. But yeah. this one I know nothing about. Now, I looked at the PE, and it's a 3.5, which I thought, well, that seems really cheap. And it's at the bottom of the green. But when I looked at what their normal PE range is, it ranges from 3.32 to 3.89. Yeah. So it's actually, it's very, very stable from yeah. the point of view of, of how people pay for it, what they pay for it. Um, the other thing is that some of the REITs use debt to pay yeah. dividends, and you know it's all pretty. They often pay out more on uh, which payments. Which infrastructure, car, toll yeah. roads, yeah. do at we, the we, same we, time, yeah. which yeah. I can I, never I, understand how you can do that. Well, it's like you're, <clears throat> yeah, you're sort of funding it and then paying it through. So it's a bit. I won't say a Ponzi scheme, but it's like from an investor side of it. You know, is there some point down the road where it's going to be a problem? Yeah. It's not yeah. if the assets keep going up in value. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're relying on. Yep. Yeah. But it could all go in reverse if they go down. Yeah. So I know for you. Yeah. Uh, look, this one, I mean, yeah, REITs is a pretty difficult sector overall for all the points that Mark's uh, brought up. Um, this one's like for all the, I mean, for most clients who are, you know, generally trying to look at it a little bit of safety, try and get a little bit of yield. Um, this one looked pretty good. So it's more like, um, you know, 42% are on over 12 years. Um, yeah. 99.9% occupancy, 99% uh, blue chip tenants. Um, got Coles, Metcalf, uh, Metcash, Bunnings, Endeavour. Yeah. Um, there's also, um, you know, it's it's split up into it's a bit of a diversified REIT. So they've got some retail in there, but you know, blue ribbon long term, you know, you know tenants there. Um, 
uh, in the retail sector, which was, you know, we're sort of a, we're our favoured uh, sort of uh, subsector of the REITs at the moment. It's obviously industrial, um, with yeah. rents probably expected to continue to get rising at sort of 10% a year for the next five years, is the general consensus. But, um, mm. but yeah, look, obviously, yeah, there's the risk is with the valuations, um, because we did have the last time these guys would have probably put out. Um, any sort of valuation it would, have, would have been just before we were starting to talk about aggressive rate hikes. So yeah. we may start to see some of those come back, but I think those um, the 46% of their leases are linked to CPI, so it's, an infl- it's a buffer on inflation as well. So look, it's, it's got all the, all the good traits um, of, of a good rate and not a lot of the bad ones. Um, so look, I'm sort of, if you're looking for a bit of safety, the REIT sector once, I think, was the day basically the RBA went, um, the entire sector just got smashed. Yeah. So even stuff, even stuff like Which rate, I think we saw in that, yeah. Libby, if we can have that 12-month chart up, mm. it had a big leg down recently. That was... Yeah, even REITs set up to basically have no growth and they're just rental yield, which is yeah. locked in like Waypoint, for instance, yep. even so, got hit 15% on that day, even though right. they... they <laughs> On the box, it basically says, you know, we're not taking any risk with you, you know, service station uh, rentals right. and So that, that last drop down so would have been... So that last drop uh, down, realistically, if you wanted to get into something rate. like this, if, you, if, yeah, if you're mm. looking for a REIT, then this provides safety, a decent yield. Um, I don't... PEs aren't, as you no, mentioned, they're, they're, not, they're, not a, they're not a really yeah. relevant thing for no. REITs. Right. Um, I think you kind of have to dig down a little bit. Yeah. And these guys, look, their tenants aren't going anywhere for 13 years. Um, right. And it's the gearings that are around about the midpoint. They go from 25 to 35. I think it's around about 28 or 29 at the moment. So it's on the low side, um, which means, you know, in the scheme of things, they're, you know, higher interest rates isn't going to affect them too much. So, um, yeah, look, I, I'd say this is a buy at the moment just, you know, for, um, okay. for safety. For income yeah. and safety. Yes, yeah, so but just to clarify, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. And the returns yeah. are really good. I'm just saying I don't know it and understand it. Right. So okay. I'm, I'm just passing on Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, um, one of you, Raj, wants a view on Breville. Um, Raj says, I bought at $26, Mark Gardner, and uh, now sitting at twenty, just over $20. Uh, is there anything for it to look up or another bad choice? <laughs> oh, Raj, don't get too down in the dumps. Come on, the market's been smashed. Uh, we've had the US market down eight consecutive weeks which is the longest downward run since 1932. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I stopped going back through the charts at about 1970. Um, oh. I gave up. So, wow. um, yeah. yeah, statistically, we, we should have, based on that, looking at those, you know, that 2001, uh, where it was down eight weeks in a row, it was basically sideways for a while, and then it retraced about almost perfectly to the, six, the 61.8 FIB level right. before it went crashing back through the low, actually, yeah. which, is a, which is a touch concerning. But, um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, um, but yeah, look, again, this is obviously, you know, uh, retail. Um, yeah, and it has been smashed along with everything else. Um, I think aristocrat. One, one, one of the darlings of the pandemic was it because mm. everyone, because they were locked at home, bought their Breville household yeah. uh, mixer and coffee machine and the whole thing, didn't they? they yeah, look, they they did. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's probably a little bit unfortunate you bought a twenty six dollars. Um, there's nothing particularly wrong with the company. Um, they've got a, it's a fairly decent quality um, brand. Um, it's a de- you know, mm. they, they make decent quality products. Um, mm. we, we've just pretty much got it as a hold, generally. Right. Um, 
you know, they're, um, you know, they, I think Aristocrat and uh, Elders are about the only two companies I've seen of, of late that have actually rallied after a positive update. Um, yeah. I think 80% or 78% of US companies have beaten expectations. Just about everyone's been sold. Um, yeah. So, uh, the, but there was in the, you know, in that last uh, update, there was, um, there was no material supply chain disruptions, which, uh, you know, everyone's been quoting, and, and it's still managed to get hit um, after that. So, look, I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably just call it a, a hold, oh, but yep. um, yeah, because it maybe is potentially further downside. Um, it doesn't look like, from a technical standpoint, it do, the chart looks like it's not going to stop anytime soon. And you probably prefer to miss the first five percent of of an upside move, yep. and watch and hope that it goes sideways for a little bit to get some confirmation okay. that it's stabilised. But at the moment, the the downtrend's pretty strong. I think you 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 probably don't you don't need to be risking your money just at the moment. But if you've got it, you can probably hold it. Mark, uh, quality business. Uh, the mm. they the brands in the US because they that's their big uh, big market uh, growth. Uh, perceived to be a premium, so the higher than here. Because I think we look oh, at okay. European brands and say, you know, Europeans yep. are really good. Breville's like an Australian brand. In the US, it's perceived equal As a to the Europeans. Uh, they've <clears> done very, very well in, in Nespresso machines, but they yep. make everything. As you yep. know, they don't actually make anything, it's all contract. Yep. So they're getting, so the supply chain things have been a uh, been a factor, even though, for, oh, it must have been a factor for yep. them, because they're obviously getting a lot out of China and other places, but they're made to their specifications, a lot of them. So they probably own the designs and packaging and then they're made on contract. Yep. So this is a marketing company now, and it's very well run, good management. We definitely like it. It's been too, way too expensive though. Right. So um, Even I'm, now? Oh, well, it's come down. It's now in the bottom of the green of, the, of its P/E ratio, and, and it's still on 28. Right. So, which is you know not low, but it yeah. was it was up in the 50s. Right. Mm. So it's come off fairly heavily, even more than what Raj is talking about it because people had it. it the, the highs on the share price were about um, uh, 33. 33.61 yep. was the recent high. So uh, low was 20.43. So it's pretty close to the uh, its lows. But look, we don't worry about that. Going forward, what's it going to get you? We're showing it returning about 14% if they continue doing what they're doing and grow at the current rate, which has been about 7.5% average. So their earnings growth, not forget share price, earnings growth is running about 7%. Um, it could go lower, of course. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and we're showing it returning about 14 on our default and about 4 on a margin of safety. So if I wanted 10 on a margin of safety, which would be really good, um, right. I couldn't pay more than... $15.50, so it'd be another $5 off. Right. Definitely possible. Okay. But a great company. So yep. uh, I'd be delighted to buy it at another $5 off and then hold it. Okay. Good management. Solomon Liu, Premier Investment. The Premier Investment is a big shareholder. shareholder. Yeah. Mm. They're the big so it's shareholder. has got the backing of them yep. as well. Yep. All right. Mark Morlon Carly wants a view on InfoMedia, the um, uh, SaaS business that is everything to do with the automotive industry. I think they, what's it called, the Red Book that all the dealers yep. used to yep. look up used car prices. They put it online. Um, so they call it a, an electronic parts catalogue yeah. uh, business, but just gave an update this morning on full year revenues uh, within guidance. However, it's informed that um, uh, contracts with distributors of Hyundai Grey, uh, Greece and Hyundai Germany have been terminated and the revenue impact would 
be between $165,000 and $900,000 on revenue. That's just this morning. Right. They've updated. Okay. Um, th this, this company <clears throat> went through a very difficult transition to go from the old paper, from paper version. Down. So they weren't yeah. really Red Book. They were what they were in the old days. I'm not sure they do that now, but they, they used to do the past catalogs for Jaguar and so on. So right. if you were a, a crash repairer, yep. you needed that if a Jag came in because you'd have to go flick, 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 get the model, find the right part and then order it. Right. So now that transition from being... <laughs> That was a real moat, by the way, because you know, the data they had and so on was a big deal. Yep. Now it's all electronic. So now what they have to do is they do a deal with the same thing like Hyundai or whatever, and then Hyundai would agree to provide them all the, the data and then they would have a contract <coughs> to then supply that to the industry out there. So it's anyone who needs to buy a part, and that's what, that's what they do. Yep. It's, it's, been, it's been a challenging business. We've looked at it in the past and liked it, um, but it's currently on a, a P of 36 and uh, its EPS growth rate is running about 12. Now, 12% EPS growth is good. You know, that's a, that's a good base. That's the and with 90 odd percent stability, so it's got a good growth rate uh, of earnings. Even though with that announcement, <coughs> saying they've just lost yep. a couple of contracts, um, <coughs> but it's too expensive. So the effect of that is uh, brings the margin of safety return down to about one percent. I say right. margin of safety at the moment because in this <coughs> environment. We're not, we're, not, we're not looking at a massive tailwind on uh, PE expansion, are we? Right, no. It's got one way to go, I think, yep. at this stage. So any of these companies like this one that have still high, relatively uh, high uh, PEs, um, so if it was down a dollar seventeen like a week or two ago, that would have been much healthier uh, uh, to the dollar sixty-five. Well, well, it would be better. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, um, to get a ten percent return on a margin of safety, you couldn't pay more than a dollar, a dollar once. So I say right. a dollar. Okay. Dollar uh, seventy-six on it's it's, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. But it, I think in this environment, the P is still too high. Okay. Um, yeah, look, it's not going to get back down to a dollar one because no. I think their biggest shareholder yeah. um, actually just there's someone who's actually put in a bid for it around dollar oh, seventy. So um, okay. yeah, which was not very publicly that jump that, no. that spike at the end of the chart um, is a yeah. So it's, look, it's not a, it's not a formal acquisition bid, mm. but the uh, the largest shareholder owns about fifteen percent has agreed right. with um, another consortium basically to um, you out. know to, to take it out if they can. Right. Okay. it's nothing. Nothing's been done as yet. So um, look, I the bids are sort of one seventy. Um, if your biggest shareholders on board, it's likely right. to go through. And for all the reasons you were saying, yeah. it's not it's not particularly uh, it's not particularly cheap there uh, no. at all. It's probably no. a premium. But they'd I, be they'd be looking at it from the point of view of fixing it up and running it. Yeah, That's precisely. It so look, it, um, so look, I'd be you know, it's around that price with, which that um, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're looking at sort of one sixty five to one seventy region. So look, I think Take you just, money, you just bank your money and there's yep. um, you know, there's there's plenty of bargains out there. At the moment, um, uh, you know, that are that are probably got much better profiles than this company okay. overall. So, right. so yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be happy to sell All that. Right. I think that was that was fairly recent that um, that announcement. So, okay. I, I um, yeah, I think right. there may be more updates, but uh, whether someone okay. comes in, take your money and run. Uh, would you use that money to put in an Omni Bridgeway, Mark Gardner? Tori wants a view on that. Uh, she says at least one major broking house has a highly positive view, but uh, it is not expected to pay any dividends for some time yet. This is uh, a litigation business that you invest that through its funds, they take sort of class actions against organisations. Yeah, and the like. look at. Um, <clears throat> 
I think it's still sort of largely in early stages. The, the analysts love it. Like the price, mm. the consensus price target's 45% higher than here. Um, the numbers don't really sort of, I don't think, back that up. I, I don't know what I'm, what I'm not seeing necessarily. Um, they're disappointed on earnings against expectation in the last couple of um, last couple of updates. Um, you know, net you know net revenues and profits have, have sort of you know are sideways to down. Um, if you look into the company, obviously they've got 80% win rates. Um, you know, the the actual business I think is is ticking along okay in terms of um, the legal side, uh, in terms of the profitability side. Not so much. I guess it is mildly non-cyclical because, yep. um, which is sort of we've been hunting around for some more non-cyclical just in case the risk of um, a recession does you know start to materialise. Um, but yeah, look, they, they locked in their five-year debt facility recently, which is going to give them some stability. But um, yeah, mm. at best, I'm probably thinking hold. Um, okay. They've got a North American expansion as well. Whether that's a great thing, uh, because the, 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 um, I think Australia's got a fairly high um, rate of litigation anyway. I don't think we're. Wow. Uh, I, I think we're comparable, if not maybe even slightly higher than the US, to God, be that's honest. That's depressing, which, isn't it? Uh, it is a bit depressing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, look, it's not, it's not something in the current market conditions I'd be, I'd sure. be uh, personally, I'd be okay. looking at. But um, maybe, yeah, maybe the analysts are looking at a much longer time frame than I am. Yeah. Team Invest for you? No, uh, we've never looked at it. It's. it's um, on the surface, some of the numbers look okay, but so these guys, actually, my understanding is they provide the the money to the legal firm like a Slater and Gordon, say, yes. for class actions and so on. So so they make a judgment on the claim, you know, yeah. so that like, we like this enough to want to back it. Yeah. And then they don't actually do the litigation, then that, that money goes to the lawyers. Right. Effectively. And then they get, and you take with, a, cut and they, and they the get a And they get a cut of the payout as yeah. well, which is, that's okay. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a growth industry, yep. one would assume. Yep. But, the, pre- the reason we don't like it and it's never come up on our radar is that stability is running at about 31%, you know, mm. which is um, way is you know, way below what we would class okay. as good. So, and if you look at their earnings, they went you know, up, down, up, it's all over the shop. So mm. I've got no idea. There's no way I could actually look at that and go, what do I think is going to happen over the next five years? That's the point. And if I, don't, if I can't get a view on that, then how do you invest in it? Sure. A, few, a few governments have raised concerns as well. They're, they're not, you know... They're not particularly mad on, you know, of people going and funding, you know, nuisance yes. you know, class actions, etc. As well, so it, it, they're going to be, they're going to look. I mean, from a for, as brokers, we've we've there's a microscope over us all the time. Yeah. These guys as well, they I think regulation will come in and that might increase yep. their their compliance costs, etc. As well, so okay, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I got back from the US, and if you watch free to air, well, not even free to air, any any TV in the US, roughly 50% of the ads are spruiking for people to put your hand up to be part of a class action. Yeah. Like if you've yeah. used baby powder, talcum, if you've used talcum powder, they said, and you've got blah 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 cancers and stuff, you you could be part of this and okay. uh, you know call this number. It's terrible. I oh, know. We haven't no. gone that far. No, I, thank I would goodness. Touch wood. Uh, our final stock we'll need to whip through. Pam wants to view uh, Mark Gardner on Northern Star Resources, the uh, the big gold miner. Is it a time to get into gold miners? They've been uh, hit a fair bit over the last six months or so. They have. Um, obviously, we had the uh, the recent spike over the Ukraine. Um, yeah. We get our clients into Northern Star just under nine bucks, and uh, essentially once you know when the Ukrainian um, demilitarisation slash invasion happened. Yeah. So, um, but that was always a yeah, looking back at the Crimea annexure, we were always we, we took on a 
a number of trades there with a time frame of like four, no more than 14 days because right. it was roughly the, um, what happened in 2014 because you know 25 to 30% spikes and then return back to normal. Um, in terms of, um, look, I, I don't mind um, gold. I don't mind the risk reward here um, set up on this trade. I think if it busts through those lows, you know you're wrong. Um, so look, if you're a fan of gold, um, this, will, this will just largely rally uh, blindly with the price and probably just ignore the fundamentals of the actual company. It yeah. tends to move within a range, yeah. you know, a good, a good sort of twenty odd percent range quite often um, with, with zero company updates. So yeah. you're pretty much just trading the gold price. You can do that via an ETF if you'd like as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's forward PE is probably a little bit too high for me. Uh, debts maybe a small issue as well. Um, some of the uh, you know, there's, there's actually some of the smaller um, gold producers that have that have actually got much better fundamentals. Um, at the moment, obviously, they had that recent uh, recent um, yep. merger as well. So, it's very, very up and down. I think it's Not more of you. a trade. It's more of a trading stock rather than an investment grade okay. stock. Um, yeah. So, Mark, uh, it was a class as a team invest wealth winner for a long time. Uh, we 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 looked at it in about two twelve. Uh, it was when it was about thirty five cents. Yeah. And not it, we don't like mining miners generally, but for members who wanted to have some gold exposure, yep. Northern Star was the best of breed. And if you looked at, they had about t- eight years where earnings grew. If you looked at their financials and said, what do these guys do? This is a really good business. The gold miner, it sort of didn't match because you know miners are typically lumpy, blah blah yep. blah. But they ran a really solid business, paid good dividends. But they've done a very like, a couple of big expansions. They bought into Alaska Pogo, mm-hmm. and then they've merged with. Uh, they merge with um, in Saracen. Yeah, Saracen. Yeah, which is also a good company. Yeah, and they now have the super pit. The whole business is much, much bigger and much more complex. Yeah. And as a consequence, all their numbers have gone down. Right. So I don't know uh, now because we haven't looked at it for um, right. uh, a long time. So I'd have to say no at okay. this stage. All right, let's just recap our final five stocks. Uh, Chatterhall Whale, uh, REIT, a no from Mark Morlan uh, for conservative uh, income investors. Uh, Mark Gardner likes it. Breville, uh, Mark G, a hold. Mark M, a no. No, both for uh, InfoMedia. Uh, a hold from Omni Bridgeway for uh, Mark Gardner. A no from Mark Morlan and a no on Northern Star for both. Mark Gardner from Macro, good to see you again, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming in. Likewise, Mark Morlan from Team Invest, good to see you. Thank you. Um, now, if you've got any uh, stocks that you would like us to uh, have a look at, uh, stick them in an email to call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. Check out all the stocks in the calls portfolio. Head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.